Yeah, the, the one difference is, is the talent level. It's the love for the game. Huh? When you look at NIL and uh, it, I think the top three to four athletes in NIL are female athletes. Another thing about it is when you go to the comments on Twitter and Instagram, you're seeing less hating. Ooh. Normally, like, man, nobody's watching this. Now they're like, okay, I, I see why people are watching this. I'm with the transfer portal because that's what college is built on. If I'm a coach, guess what? Tomorrow, I can go to another school, so why can't a kid do it too? That's the box score. But what does it take to put up 30-10? Where does this person come from? Why? How do they develop passion? It's so many stories that go behind that who, who are just now getting on the whole Caitlin Clark shooting like Larry Bird. These, these stories are not just popping up because ESPN say they popping up after they do something, after they win a national championship. So the ball will never stop dribbling if you if you surround yourself with the right people and, and look and play chess and not chuckers. When we decided to go out and become a part of a community, the community embraced us. We, we opened up the transfer portal. Like freshmen and sophomores shouldn't be allowed to go in the transfer portal. Yes, you can see everything else I have to offer, but for now we're talking about the merch. Click the top right and click on apparel. You're gonna see that we have three different crew neck options, white, red, and pink and all of those have different colors so if you click on the white one we have one with pink letters and then we have one with red letters pick your favorite whichever one you're going with i'm going to go with the red letters probably once you click out of that you can click on the red one and on the red crew neck we have white letters we also have pink letters and we also have a red on red that red on red has become a favorite Lastly, we have the pink crew, and on our pinks, we have the white letters, and we also have the pink letters. Of course, you're gonna, collect, you're gonna select your size, hit add to cart. You can read all of that if you wanna read all of those things. Hit add to cart, I must say that the print is also puff print, so it's gonna stand out a little bit more. Once you hit add to cart, you're gonna check out various taxes, all those good things. You're gonna check out, input all of your information, shipping address, all of those different things so that you can get your merch before Valentine's Day. Again, if you place your order by January 28th, which is when the store is closing, you will have your merch by Valentine's Day. Our orders will be shipped out on February 5th. Welcome to the It's Just Different podcast, where we bring on people who have been where you are trying to go and or have helped countless athletes get there. I'm your host, Ashley Roberts. We're just going to go with Serial Entrepreneur because I'm not going to say all that stuff. And we have another special guest. We got two of them today, actually. We got Sports Life Talk in the building. Sports Life Talk was started in 2018, and then they started We Got Next in COVID 2020. Have talked to your favorite player, favorite player. They dope. That's all I got to say. They are dope. Showcasing girls basketball, highlighting girls basketball players, coaches, parents, and anybody in the game. I'm so excited for this conversation. We're going to go ahead and bring them in, bring them in. What's up, y'all? Long what time up? coming. Let me get KT in here. There you go. There oh, we go. I can't get in the screen. Listen, we done, we done already had our little trouble. So I was like, let me make sure I get in here. We made it. That's all we're going to go with. That's all we're going to go with. It's time. We, that's all we're going to go with. We start this podcast off. And I want y'all to give an introduction, too, because... It's just a lot of dope stuff y'all doing. I gave a quick little snippet, 
But we start this podcast off with what's different. The name of the podcast is It's Just Different. And I want to ask y'all, what do you think is different in girls basketball, whether good or bad, now than back then, whenever back then was? Well, B, I'm, I'm a little first too. Yeah, I'm like, a lot <laughs> longer than the, you have. Yeah, yeah, I'm a baby. I'm a baby. Yeah. Yeah, the, the one difference is, is the talent level. It's the love for the game. I'm not saying that females back in the day didn't love the game, but now everybody's seeing this beautiful game as an outlet to take them to places that they've never been before. Mm-hmm. For instance, just look at the young ladies now who are going to like, what? They went to Colorado, then they went to overseas to play for USA. There's just so much, so many opportunities from this game. And if you love it, it's going to love you back. Mm. Yeah, if, if, uh, if it's on me, I'm going to say that uh, I think the optics, the exposure, I think the excitement surrounded by the game. When you look at NIL and uh, it, I think the top three to four athletes in NIL are female athletes. I think the top two uh, the top three female, Caitlin Clark, Flage, and Angel Reese are, are three of the top uh, NIL earners, period, in the game. And uh, and then and on top of that, you got to look at what they're doing in the WNBA. We got women who got sneaker lines that's coming out. I think it's just, it's just they're just making it fun. They're making it dope. They're making it something that we all can relate to. And uh, and it's fun competition. It's good, clean, wholesome competition. And it's elite. Like Kevin say, even in my short time of being around the game, the speed, the pace, the technical skills, you can't just rely on somebody who's above the rim in women's basketball, right? Yeah. There, there are some, there are some mismatches or mixed matches or whatever you want to call them that you can, you can try to expose. Uh, but for the most part, it is a team effort, and you got to have a full complement of players that uh, that can go to war for you. So I, I just love the game. The best, the best games I've seen. Over the last three years, if I had to list out my top 10 games that I remember, all female games, all mm. women's games. I love it. I love it. And I feel like it's just putting more eyes. Like you just talked about exposure. Like everybody's watching the women's game now. You get on Twitter and you see people talking about the upsets or this game and seeing who watching that game. You, It wasn't like that. Like people but- are watching the game. I think those upsets are needed. You know, yeah. I, I I saw the LSU girls go down twice this year in the whole, the, you know, the, the Twitter sphere or the X sphere and the, the IG. Everybody go crazy when LSU lose. But, yeah. you know, I'm over there, you know, you know, I'm mad, but but it's good for the girls' it's game. Because, game. because I remember back in the day when Tennessee played somebody, it was 75 to 25. I mean, it was it was ridiculous. When UConn would play against somebody, it wasn't even a competition. The, the, the biggest upset I remember seeing is, I think it was, was it, was it Texas? Or Mississippi State, one of them beat UConn in the Final Four, and I mean it, it was pure pandemonium. Mississippi, Mississippi State, Mississippi, Mississippi State, and, and keep in mind, I wasn't a fan of the game back then. So that's it. It, it, it hit the Richter scale. It was such a shock around the sports community that a, a blue blood like UConn lost to a Mississippi State, and now you get that on a weekly basis. We don't on have to wait for yeah, we don't have to wait for history to, to 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 set us up with this darling matchup. We literally get upsets and we get great plays and and awesome players that come from all over the country. It's it's just a beautiful thing. And then yeah. another thing, another thing about it is when you go to the comments on Twitter and Instagram, you're seeing less hating. Ooh. Normally, like, man, nobody's watching this. Now they're like, okay, I, I see why people are watching this. So it, it's growing and it's great for the sport. Yep. And I think, like, even to that, like, you just, like, y'all were talking about, like, with UConn and Tennessee, like, at the end of the day, we knew UConn was winning. We knew, like, we just knew the teams. 
Yeah. I don't know who winning this year. Like me neither. I don't know. I have no idea. And that, that, that brings I, got, I mean, like, I think we got an idea who may win it. I mean, Kevin, you know, favorite. Yeah, man, and you, you always know, have a leading candidate. But who y'all think? Because I'm going. I mean, I'm going with South Carolina. But that's what I'm saying. South okay. Carolina's most dominant team in college right now. Yeah. And we thought when uh, Aaliyah Boston left that they were going to go down. No, they've gotten even better. Even better. So, yeah. Thank you, transfer portal. Facts. Facts. <laughs> Let's go into the transfer portal. Like, what are y'all thoughts on the transfer portal? I'm like. In the middle. I'm going to be honest. I'm in the middle because, like, I do think at the end of the day, like, if you're not happy and if you're not getting a man, whatever the case may be, like, you should be able to leave. Like, nobody should be miserable playing a sport that they love. But at the same time, I feel like people are overusing a transfer portal. Like, you get mad and you transfer, or you're a freshman and you're not getting the minutes that you think you should get. And you're transferring. What's y'all thoughts on the transfer portal? I'm in the middle as well, but I'm going to lean more towards the, I'm probably about 65 to 70% on the love it side. And, okay. and this is the deal. I, I just wish we would kind of change the stipulations because, because I can, sh I can show you a picture of the transfer portal that works in perfection is somebody who went to a school. They, they couldn't get on the field or they couldn't get on the court in two or three years. They waited, they did everything the right way. Uh, but a new coaching staff comes in and they like, Hey, I want to play. I want to continue my career. I don't want to just be a bench rider at XYZ school. So they transfer to another school and all of a sudden they got two years of eligibility. They go out there, they busting heads. They getting all kind of public acknowledgement and, uh, and they transferred and it's like, it's a great story. But then I can show you a story of somebody who everybody's told them that, uh, that they were the best thing since sliced bread, since they was in the 10th grade. And they don't know how to. They, they don't know. How, they don't know how to sit and wait and be patient and push through things. And and uh, they, they these are the same people that change AAU programs every year because mm -hmm. they they unhappy. And then all of a sudden they get to college and that same uh, behavior is is produced over and over and over again. And then we look up. They transferred five times. You know, over a six year career, they never really established roots. They never really established themselves. And the only thing we remember is that they was cold back in high school. So, you know, I, I think it hurts those kids from that perspective. In, in my opinion, give the transfer portal. I, I think you should have to sign a contract just like you do in the professional world, right? Hey, you pay for my school. I'm going to come to I'm going to come here and I'm going to give you 18 months. So I'm going to give you two years. And let's just say, Hey, you sit two years first, then we, we open up the transfer portal. Like freshmen and sophomores shouldn't be allowed to go in the transfer portal. I know people are gonna be like, well, they they super talented, yeah, but you know what? Make good decisions in the begin with. You know, uh, so let's hold let's hold a, a decision making accountability. You can't just make a decision and then say, oh, well, I messed up and try to fix it. Like, let's hold let's let's have some accountability behind the decision making process. Take your time when doing do when doing these commitments. Yep. But my thing is, college is built on transfer portals where it's a coach. Or a player. Now, I love it that a player, okay, I go and you promised me this and that, and now I'm not getting it. Now I can take my talents elsewhere. The problem I have with the transfer portal is how it's going to affect high school and the way they're getting recruited. That's the only problem I have. So if, if I'm, if you're a, like a mid-major or like a low D1, hey, you go out to the high school kids as hard as you can so you can build your program to build like something that's, you know, that you can grow because by the time you get to March Madness and you go against a team that has like a bunch of senior, seniors, 
they're the ones that's pulling off all the upsets because they got the experience. So I'm with the transfer portal because that's what college is built on. If I'm a coach, guess what? Tomorrow I can go to another school. So why can't a kid do it too? That's true too, KT. It is. Uh, I'm going I'm to I'm say one thing uh, to, to piggyback off what KT was saying about the high schoolers. I, I don't I don't think that problem is getting enough exposure. Kevin and I have had multiple Division One, Division Two, and Division Three coaches come on our show and we ask them what you're looking for. And then you talk to the kids and the kids say, Well, I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not getting calls right now. You're like, wait a minute, you're getting 20 a game. They're like, well, yeah, I'm I, I you know this this division two school told me they want me, but they gotta wait for the transfers to fall out because it's kids who are looking for jobs and who are looking for offers. And they just hanging out there in the transfer portal. And I think the numbers was, it was ridiculous at one point in time. I think they said like it was 30,000 kids or something like that. Didn't have a, they were in the transfer portal. I can't remember the exact number, so don't kill me in the comments on that. But it, it was a ridiculous amount of numbers of kids who were just, they went into the transfer portal looking for greener pastures and they got left out in the cold, right? So now these kids not only don't get to continue playing, but they lost scholarships. These kids right. are not even getting opportunity. And then you hurting the class of, uh 2024 kids who would have normally had a deal at those d3s or those division twos but they wait for kids to to come through the transfer portal so it is a it is a systematic problem that that uh definitely need to look at that part of it yeah it's like a trickle down the thing that we hear all the time too is hey i want to play d1 i'm like okay eventually you can play d1 but they're great d2 d3s naia Go do the work then, and I guarantee a D1 school will come call. That's a fact. And I think, and you said something about, like, a coach. A coach can leave tomorrow and go somewhere else. Like, I think with the transfer portal, there should be, like, stipulations with it. Like, if a, if it's a coaching change, anybody. Like, I feel like anybody should be able to go in a transfer portal, no matter what grade. Because at the end of the day, who you thought you was playing for is leaving. So if they leave, I feel like that that should open up the whole team. Whoever want to leave, they can leave. Like, I feel like that there should just be rules, like, to help guide the transfer portal. Because if not, it's going to always be a trickle-down effect. Because at the end of the day, these D2s, D3s, whatever, like, it's just going down, down the ladder, right? So people are looking for players in the transfer portal. It's going to be like that every year. Like, what D2 school is not going to want to get an experienced kid that, that was a D1 player that's in the transfer portal. Of course they're going to wait it out instead of getting a high school kid. Like, they're going to yep. take their chances with the transfer portal. So, I just feel like that there – I think there is now, like, uh, a cutoff. It is a cutoff time now. But I just feel like it should be rules. Like, there should be, like, stipulations. And another thing I just thing. thought about, you have a coach that comes, and that coach may not like you. Yep. So, now you do have Ooh. the transfer because we had the show – Yes. And a lot of people didn't watch for some reason. Well, this young lady was a dog. Ooh, and the coach that came in, legend, won multiple championships. Straight up told her, hey, you might as well go ahead and try to look somewhere else because the the coach that was there before her didn't let that, that player get a lot of burn. Yep. And this and she can go, I'm talking about she can put up 40 a night if she wanted to. Is she school currently? No, she's hey, she getting buckets for a school, oh, and she's, she's still a, getting a, buckets a, a at a school right player. now. We'll tell you off air, Ashley, who we talking about. Yeah. All conference so we trying to, you know. Got you, I, can, got you. I can even give you another one, and um, this one I'll say the name Tisha Hyman. For anybody who knows who Tisha Hyman is, she was at yep, uh, no Syracuse. Doubt. 
She was at Syracuse getting buckets. They had a, a change. Amazing staff came in. And uh, trust me, I, I love the Syracuse staff, but it wasn't a, a fit. This was not a situation where the coach sat her down and said, hey, we don't we don't want you on the team. But she was not a fit for what the new coach was trying to do. Right. Your yeah. playing style, the, the way you the way you play, the way you're, you know, the way you fit in this locker room is not what we're trying to do. And it just, it just makes sense for you to move on. Tisha goes to Rhode Island, and now she's getting buckets at Rhode Island, you know, getting 16 a game. But the, the point is, is that's that's a crazy story, and it happens all, all the time. Yeah. That's why I say it's, I guarantee it's this thing. school would have benefited from the young lady I was talking about, too. Right. I think so, too. I think so, too, Kevin. I, I kind of hate that that situation. Look, everybody, everybody going to be sliding that idea. Yeah. Like, who they talking about? <laughs> who they talking about? Yep, no, that's, hey, that's I, a I give you a hint. Season two. That's all I'm <laughs> There you go. I want to take it back just a little bit. We we went right into talking about this transfer portal, but I want to take it back to sports life talk. Started started in 2018, right? What made y'all start it? And what is well, it exactly? Well, well, let me let me let me uh, change history a little bit here because I know I know when, when people ask us when we start, we always say 2018. But the reality is that Kevin had already had the, the Sports Life Talk platform probably about eight months to nine months before I got I got on board. And so uh, the way we came about was, I mean, it's, it's it's kind of a miracle when you when you look at it, you like that's lightning striking. But uh, I mean, I'm talking about the, the six degrees of separation was in full play. You know, we, we got we roll in different circles, but somehow those circles coagulated. And uh, somebody was like, bro, you need to partner up with this guy. And we came together and it was it was chemistry. It was love at first sight. No, I just like, <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 hey, we click, look, look at Kevin, look at Kevin. <laughs> I don't know about no, all that, man. I, I love you some days, some days I can't stand you. No, nah, but we, 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 uh, we clicked and, uh, I think it was a lot of the vision. So, so when you talk about this version of Sports Life Talk, yeah, it started in 2018. Um, and we've been, we've been rocking and rolling, you know what I'm saying? Snapping necks and cashing checks ever since. But, uh, but Sports Life Talk is, is, uh, you talk about it's just different, right? So people want to know what's different and what, what sports life talk is. We want we want to go beyond the box sheet. We want to we want to we want to serve the community and create the conversation all in one. And, and the, the whole purpose of this was the reason we added the life because it could have just been sports talk, right? It could have just been sports show, sports talk, but the life aspect of it is really where we want to hone in. And and we couldn't have thought of a better. Um, group of individuals or a better represent underrepresented group of individuals to women's basketball because they their stories is all about life i remember when draymond said they they responsible for building their own brand and that's what that's what sports life talk is all about it's about it's about uh it's about giving exposure to individuals who are doing amazing things and not really getting their roses for it right it's um it, the whole deal is is yeah it's, it's a play out that's probably putting up 30 and 10 a game right that's the box score but what does it take to put up 30 10 where does this person come from why how did they develop passion who it's so many stories that go behind that 30 10 we always look at the box score and we get amazed by some of these things but it goes so much deeper than that so that's what we want to talk about we want to talk about the life aspect of things we want to talk about the real part that every single person that's listening to this right now that every single person that's tuning in the espn and fox sports that they can relate to those people on and off the court on and off the field and uh we want to tell the stories that resonate with us all mm. I love just it. to piggyback a little bit on that we'll tell anybody's story like b johnson said this on numerous shows 
Fox, ESPN, they're going to pick up what's hot, what's popular. To us, we're mm -hmm. growing our family. And I want to see a girl that came on our show that was a freshman or sophomore grow through college. And we can say that we were part of their journey, even yep. the coach's journey. So what's good about that is we interview a lot of assistant coaches. So guess what? Now we just did a part one and a part two because a lot of those assistant coaches are now going to be head coaches. Yep. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. Now, did y'all did y'all see a specific like need? I know you talked about like underrepresented. Underrepresented is girls basketball. Like, what was the why? KT he said it was nine, eight to nine months before he came on board. But like, what was the why for you of like, I want to start Sports Life Talk? Well, I want to give uh, credit to. Uh, he used to be a part. Of, he's still a part of our family, but he's not mm -hmm. a part of the Sports Life Talk surge. Okay. We met through uh, mutual friends because we both want to do a podcast. See, I've been doing it for longer than 2018. Okay. Actually, Sports Life Talk started in 2017. Like B. Jones said, eight months later, he came. 2013, I was doing, um, it was called Sports, Sport Cuts 101. It was my, some guys from college, we were recording. And the whole thing is, we wanted to give our cut on sports. It was you know, set on the whole barbershop feel, because yeah. that's what sports is. You have a really good uh, barbershop conversation, but this version that you got next, that's that's really our baby. Sports Life okay. Talk as a whole, we want to be like a media giant. Got it. But the you got next is something that B. Jones, we've really put a lot of time, passion, and love into it, because like we say, we are a family. Ashley, you are part of our family. Mm. We've even gone so far to branch out and step out of the sports life talk. This is this one little thing. You may have seen it on Instagram or, Instagram or Twitter. It's called a network. Go check that out. So be on the lookout for that as well. So Yeah. I love that. it. Sport I love it. So going into You Got Next, because y'all just talked about You Got Next. You Got Next, I'm assuming, is a part of sports life talk. And that is where you bring it on the parent other players, the coaches, uh, to tell their stories. What brought up until you got next? You got next. I mean, obviously, I've seen it, and it's dope. I love to see the players getting interviewed. I love to see the coaches. And like you just said, assistant coaches, because at the end of the day, they're going to become head coaches. And, like, being able to look back at their story, but what came to you got next? So so COVID hit, and we were uh, we were already going live once a week. But, again, I told you, I, the whole thing is that that didn't quench our thirst because – if, if somebody gets traded, um, I don't care what it is. Asia Wilson goes for 50 points. You're going to immediately run to ESPN to see the highlights. You're not going to go to Sports Life Talk to see what transpired and, 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 and get any inside clarity or takes on that. So we said, how can we give people a, a opportunity to get a more insight in the game and what game can we help? Kevin has always been a, a fan of the females game. It's kind of fun for me because I get to live out this journey with everybody who rock with us. It's like yeah. I started watching – I mean, like literally – I probably started watching women's basketball probably right as COVID hit. I mean, I'm talking about literally that that was it. I think I maybe went went to one WNBA game before that. But um, but now and then this AAU season, this past AAU season, when I really truly sat down and learned that basketball was bigger than the DFW Metroplex, I'm talking about this thing is an absolute monster. So as if you watch Sports Life Talk, you got next, you're going to get to see my journey uh, of going through this as a new fan. And I hope that a lot of people 
who who are just now getting on the whole Caitlin Clark shooting like Larry Bird, like shooting the eyeballs off the, you know, the love off the ball. I'm hoping they're getting this fun out of this because they're getting the astonishment and the amazement and the the ooey gooey, you know, hair raising up on their arms like I do because it's super, it's super cool. But but anyway, sports life talk gets started. I mean, uh, excuse me, you got next get starts in COVID. Kevin was the guy. We, we sat down, we were like, hey, uh, we're going to meet. We're going to talk this thing through. And uh, he said, who, who, who can we help? Who, who, who really needs a voice and uh kevin came out quick he said man i think we need to focus on the women's game he said we need to talk to coaches and we need to talk to players we need to talk to the WNBAers. we need to talk to everybody and i said okay all right well let's let's think about that because i'm a football guy i'm a diehard football guy and i want to tell the story of these these three-star two-star footballers so I, I i win every once in a while we still get a few football guys on the show but but ultimately um once once Kevin made that decision and we started doing outreach. Now this this is really this is really the story. So anybody this is the first time we never said this on any air. We sent out tons of outreach. And I'm gonna tell you something. When I say we sent out tons of outreach, we sent it to NBAs, we sent it to WNBAs, we sent it to college football, college high school football. We sent I mean, we sent it to everybody, college basketball, and you know who responded? women's basketball with the uh, women's basketball the college coaches they said you know what y'all doing something we want to be a part of it so really truly as much as we say we we picked them they really they picked, picked us. they really picked us because you know nbas and the nflers they were like y'all small cakes y'all small we, we don't we got espn and fox over here to tell our stories but women's basketball was craving they were like hey if somebody want to tell our story we're going to utilize this platform and we're going to get out there and so uh you know once once we started doing a few of them i was like i love this this is actually dope and then you know we we, we just kind of evolved from there and everything is it's been a, it's been a roll up it's i mean literally you, you ever seen those commercials or the 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 uh the, the rock the snowball that start off real small yeah. and they get super super big i mean that, that's where we at we just snowball that's just it's just growing 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 and getting bigger and bigger i love it i love that you got anything from that kt well i just want to say one thing about this man um I actually got a chance to meet one of my favorite hoopers ever, Nikisha Sales. Okay. We were in Dallas. B. Jones, can he can co-sign this. So <laughs> through this, I was able to meet her. I was nervous. Like, as y'all can tell, he's the mouth of the South for <laughs> He's the mouthpiece. I'm the guy in the back, like, doing more of the technical stuff. And now I'm coming out of my shell, but I could not come out of my shell for Nikisha Sales. Thanks, Coach Mosley from uh, Arizona State. Ashley said, hey, man, you need, to, you need to talk to my guys right here. So I just want to throw that in there. If that had nothing to do with what you probably asked, Ashley, I want to let the world know that I met Nikisha Sale. So, but okay. see, hey. you know, it do, though, like just in the sense of like being able to do something to utilize like for different reasons like that. That's a whole relationship. And that's one thing that I love about the podcast is just like, yes, being able to tell the story, being able to do these different things, but being able to network. Like you threw that, you threw that in earlier, the network. Like it's truly that. Like being able to network, I would have never met y'all if it wasn't from the podcast. Like just being able to network with different people, being able to connect, being able to hear different stories and share one space. Like there's one space and it's the women's basketball community. 
can we we got to start yeah. doing we, we got to start telling more stories about some of these some of these meetings because uh you know from from meeting don staley that was crazy meeting gino was crazy yeah. uh meeting the deal b jones b jones knows <laughs> I, I know the women's game so uh, yeah, he yeah, was yeah. the one coach he threw us both on his bus so i'm glad i knew my stuff he's like man kt is a huge fan of yours blah, 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 blah. i'm like this joker here just really did that but Truth of the matter, I was a fan of this coach, so I knew everything about it. Was, it, was, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was Freeze. It was, uh, it was Brenda Freeze the, from Maryland. Freeze. Yes. Yeah, he's a, man, he's a huge fan. But you are a huge fan of Brenda Freeze. You talking about? I am B Jones, but just think about I didn't know myself on her. How that would have looked. Man up there stuttering. Uh, uh, uh. I know, right? No, Not I jumped it. right into it. Hey, I remember watching your your championship with Chrissy Tolliver, um, Coleman, all them. I love your game. And she even said that she'd do the show one day. So after this season, we'll have her on. I love it. I love that. Now, we done talk coaches, college coaches, players, all these different things. Like, how do y'all feel just the media aspect has helped, has benefited the girls' game? I mean, it's a lot of people telling the, telling their stories now. It's not yep. just us. It's your podcast. We got our man, Ed. He's doing it. The game is growing. The more eyes, the better. Especially yeah. on this on this sport. And the one thing that people have to remember too, the NBA has been around for what, like 70, 76 years, 77 years? Mm -hmm. The WNBA started in what, 95, 94, 96? Mm -hmm. So yeah, just it's like how far the best come. So the yep. game is still growing. And now we're at the point where, hey, it's exploding. Yeah. So the well, more I'm eyes that we have on the sport, the more people that's talking about it, it's just good for the women's game. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna say this. This is how I think it impacts because um, when when we see some of these superstars like Lisa Leslie's and some of these individuals, I can even go back to all the Tennessee players, the Shamika Holes Claws, and the, and all of them. They were dogs, and we knew them because ESPN all of a sudden said, "Hey, these are dogs. These are amazing people." The one thing I've learned from us. And all of us, you, me, Ed, KT, all of us getting on the road and putting these eyeballs, we are telling these stories before they become national phenomena. And what's cool about that is, is I'm going to sit back and I'm going to tell somebody, they're going to be talking about Aaliyah Chavez is the first pick in the WNBA draft. I'm going to say, hey, I was at a tournament in Allen, Texas where Aaliyah dropped 50. 50, <laughs> you know, Aaliyah dropped 50, 50 balls. Right there in front of me. Like, these, these stories are not just popping up because ESPN say they popping up after they do something, after they win a national championship, these stories are happening every day right now in these AAU tournaments, these you know these local high school tournaments and, and games. I mean, amazing things are happening. And I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna say this: this is the other part of it that really needs to be shined a light on. Is there are a lot of kids who are absolutely amazing talent, but there are only 144 WNBA jobs. Period. Mm. And that's 12 per roster. That's the maximum they get. And some, some teams don't even carry the maximum 12 roster spots. So you see what I'm saying? Like, like, like for example, we're going to potentially look up one day, and I, I'm praying that Deja Kelly can make it, but, you know, let, let me take Deja Kelly off of that. Let me take, it, there was a young lady that played for the Sparks. Um, was, what was it, Tia? Cooper, uh, yeah. Tia, Tia, Tia Cooper, super dope. If they had 300 jobs in the WNBA, Tia Cooper still yeah. hooping balling right now. Tia Cooper is still doing her thing. And I can go on for story after story. Uh, it was a young lady that came uh, came from West Virginia who was the fourth pick of the WNBA draft. 
um, Kyra, God's way, or whatever. Uh, uh, she's oh, not yeah. playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlie Collier is another example. The number one pick. If you have 300 jobs, these individuals are able to still play. And the sad part about it is they, they just need more time to develop. You know, they, they, they not, you know, they not able to come into the WNBA and make an immediate splash and make it have an immediate success. They out, they out, they overseas playing somewhere. So I, I think the more exposure we get, it'll grow the game and we can start getting these stories. Cause we got to put pressure on the people. <laughs> we got to yeah. put pressure on the on the people that got money to say, "Hey, you can't you can't cut this young lady. You can't you got to invest your money in this so we can get more of these people opportunities and, and more optics on some of these young ladies who might not quite be ready to hit the All Star game, but they still can add value to the game of basketball because they dope hoopers." Yeah. But B Jones, you said something too about the WNBA. You got to remember, they got like a two week training camp. Right. Two weeks. It's like two right. weeks. And then you're right into the season. So, of course, a rookie, if a rookie ain't a, a Leah Boston, or you just coming there and just really working your butt off, you're going to get cut. And you mentioned uh, Tia Cooper. Now, she's one of the best balls in the world. Let's, yes. I'll say that first. But her attention started going elsewhere. Elsewhere. If y'all yep. noticed. But she, but she had, she had to, yeah. She had to in order to make her money. Let, let's, uh, let's just be real. Even no, she the was still balling for the Sparks, B. Jones. She was still hooping for them. She was she was balling for them. But like I said, her attention started going elsewhere. And you brought up a good point. There's, there's money on the side. So if I can make more money doing this, then of course it I'm not going to put my money. all into basketball. It's supplemental money, you know. It's, it's supplemental income. Yeah. It's an opportunity to get the Maybellines and to get the Gatorades and to get the the the, the, the Progressive Insurance or whoever the State Farms, whoever putting money behind athletes to to uh, to, to to give them some type of endorsement deals. I mean, you got to do that. And part of part of your ability to get endorsement deals is your your ability to build up a social following. Is your ability to uh, to create a brand and to be popular. Let's just, let's just be real. Uh, I think a lot of these young ladies who are super super talented probably not get a bench spot because somebody else was you know what i'm saying a little bit more uh popular or yeah. more or, or a little bit more known um you know so i i think if you don't go out there and do your job on, on yeah. uh, social media and uh and all you WNBA is if y'all ain't coming on sports life talk you missing a good opportunity because y'all need to be sitting down with us and, and all of these people and, and, and really telling your stories because the only way people going to know is if you let them know. Yep. No, I love it. And, another, now. and one more point, Ashley, I don't Go mean ahead. to cut you off. Every NBA team should have a WNBA team in their city. Fact. There, there's no excuse for why you don't. It's too much money. So every team should have one. And yep. they play in total different times of the year. So they have no exactly. excuse. And if we saw uh, we saw an NFL owner get fined three hundred thousand dollars, and that was less than one percent of one percent of his gross earnings, I guarantee you three hundred thousand can pay the payroll for a WNBA team for the and, whole uh, team for the whole team. So, and that man, that was one less than one percent of one percent of of his 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 five point seven billion or whatever he he makes uh, on an annual basis. That's all I'm saying is that. Did you know that I have two books? One called The Little Girl Big Dreams. It's about an ambitious little girl who overcomes every no to say yes to her dream. The other is called Changing Lanes. It's about, it teaches you about the things that you learn from sport and how it translates to life after sport. Be sure to check these out at itsjustdifferentpod.com. Let's get to the episode. You can make it happen. Every single NBA franchise can make it happen. Even if nobody even comes to the games, they can make it happen. But I guarantee if you put it in there, they will come. Yep. Now, let's say, I mean, 
we got time for that, right? Like you said, it's 144 spots, right? At the end of the day, for us, the ball is going to stop sooner. Like, how can we help these athletes, like, really be able to see, like, one, you are more than a sport. Like, y'all talked about sports like talk. Like, it's more than basketball. It's more than football. It's more than anything. Like, how can we help these athletes? Because at the end of the day, the, the problem is going to keep happening, right? You know, so, you know so, what they need? You know what they need? They need more Ashley Roberts. Because I'm going to tell you, I was telling Ashley behind closed doors, KT, I was like, Ashley, I wish I loved the game when you were playing. Because I didn't ask around. I didn't ask a couple of people around. You know, and one of those people was Jason Key. Jason Key was like, yeah, she was cold. She yeah. was cold back in her day. She was a monster on the court. And so all I'm saying is, is that you are you are impacting the game right now, and you're not even dribbling the ball. You had every game, you in every gym, and you're not even dribbling the ball. And on, on top of that, we've talked to a lot of individuals who were most of the coaches we have 99% of the coaches we have were former hoopers but there's so many jobs that I learned about director of basketball operations there's a young lady that was on our show who's uh I, I can't exactly remember her title but her name is Amanda Miller she works for the wings and I mean yep. she does a lot of stuff Shout out to Amanda that's a Duncanville Panther red right there and she, but what I'm saying is, is there's so many opportunities that there's, you know, you could do whatever you want to do from sports medicine to broadcasting, media, sideline journalism, whether you want to work for the organization, ticket sales. It's so many corporate jobs that you could be a part of that uh, you don't you, you never really have to stop dribbling the ball. I've never dribbled the ball a day in my life. And I'm in the gyms. I'm around it. I'm having a great time. I'm sharing stories. I'm celebrating with these young ladies. High five. It's super fun. So the ball will never stop dribbling. If you if you surround yourself with the right people and, and look and play chess and not chuckers. And what I love right now is a lot of the uh, WNBA players, they're going back and they're they're coaches at the college level. So that is huge. So you don't have to go overseas and go through all the stuff that we've seen a lot of the athletes go through. You can still get to the game and help it grow right here in the States just by being a coach. Yep. Ariel Atkins. Uh, she's at uh, Michigan. She's in Michigan. You so got, she didn't, uh, you got she Howard didn't. at Florida. You got yep. uh, Maddie Secret. She went back to Villanova. I was, I was just about to say Maddie. Yeah, she went back as well. That's so dope. I love to see it. And it's it's allowing the kids to be around pros. Like, now you get to hear from some of these pros. They own the coaching staff. It's allowing, it's allowing them to rest their body a little bit. They're not forced to have to go overseas just to make some money. Right? They can, they can go round. coach. Yep. Like you said, rest. Your body has to rest. Mm -hmm. And let's just be honest. I mean, you have women. Y'all have so much I got to deal with. You have to deal with if you get pregnant, now you get your body back in shape, go and play. Mm -hmm. There's just a lot of stuff that goes into that. So I'm glad that y'all can come here, rest, not only your body, just your mind. You know, yeah. that's just huge. I love it. I want to go into AAU for a quick, quick little snippet. I know y'all love saying, AAU. I love AAU, by the way. You love AAU, and I'm not going to say... What's the word I want to use? I'm not going to say I don't like AAU. But AAU, I just I just had an episode earlier, and I said AAU is a mess. From a different side. From a different side. But I think AAU is great great for the kids. Okay? I'm going to go there. Because I know these people are going to be at me. They're going to be at me. Oh, yeah. They're going to be at me. You see how I'm talking slow right now. I'm talking real slow, and I'm trying to make 
<laughs> you try to make sure every word is uh is articulated correctly. I know exactly what you mean. I know where you're coming from, but that's because I'm 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 locking step with you, right? I'm I'm in these gyms and I'm seeing how somebody like some tournaments don't look like other tournaments. It is absolutely crazy. We we watch some tournaments where the best of the best are playing against each other, and we watch some tournament you got Safa Elite playing against uh St. Ignatius School of the Blind look like in the score 95 to 95 to 8. You know what, what I'm talking about? What are we doing? So, like what are we doing? Why? And some of the people are missing the you know, missing the boat. And then some of these tournaments are four, four, five day long tournaments. I think we went to Louisville. And I think them kids was in Louisville for a whole week playing basketball, not just one game a day, two, three yeah. games a day in some cases. Like, that's a lot of basketball. These kids in the hotel's room, ice, <laughs> ice and legs down in, in bariatric chambers or whatever you want to call them the things. I, I, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, They're they getting their legs and their blood flowing. It, it is. It, it's, some, it's definitely some challenges. Uh, and we ain't even talking about the financial commitment. Trust me. And we we, we don't sports life talk don't have sponsorship. If you out there looking, if you want to, if you want to, want to put some money behind us. But we we have to pay us pay for ourselves to get on the road and to go around these places. And you mean Kevin talking? We was on our way back from one trip. Kevin said, "Man, we making we making sandwiches, taking us a cooler next time because you got to oh, stop God, and man, eat. That was you got to all the stops we had to make." <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying, but if you can imagine we doing it, we don't even have a kid that's in it. Right. Not only do we not have a kid, the, 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 the parents has got a kid. They pretty much have to pay for their hotel room and they got to pay for their kid hotel room. Plus the, you know what I'm saying? The, the things that this kid's going to need on the road from new, new socks. New, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's a, it's a tremendous investment. The financial aspect of this AAU, it ain't for the faint at heart. So, uh, yeah. so you better make sure your kid can really, really, really hoop before yeah. you, uh, before you get into that, into that rat race yeah because it is and that's what i was gonna ask like you just answered it from your side like basically what do you think some of the issues are in aau and you named a few of them kt what do you think like some of the issues are just within aau we were talking about the transfer portal earlier right yeah so now you got kids that are just jumping ship to new teams yeah. so that's one thing we're just in an era now where a lot of people don't want to put in the work mm -hmm. they want the easy way out. You know what I mean? Instead of, okay, I'm not getting the playing time. What can I do to fix this? Well, you can probably make free throws, work on your jumper. I mean, it's other things that you can do. And then again, there's a lot of politics in everything that we do. It's a lot of politics in sports. Mm -hmm. So when you have parents who feel that they can run a team better than the actual coach, you have a coach that's not like connecting with the parents. It's just so much. It, it's a messy game and we all know about it. So can, can, really, I say one can thing we all just quick? sit down and just actually have a real conversation mm -hmm. about how we can fix this? It's never gonna change. Cause I'm always yeah. going, I'm a dog. Oh, you you just yelled at me? Okay, I'll see you next week on another team. Yeah. yeah I, want, I, I do wanna say, I wanna say one thing about the parents. Parents that's watching this show. Go, uh, hey, listen, I, you don't have to go watch Sports Life Talk episodes, but I want you to go figure out a way to listen to sit down and listen to some of these coaches. And these are extremely smart individuals. These are experienced, these are individuals who have done 
Exactly. One of the things about it's different podcasts is that you come here, you are going to understand and feel exactly what it's like to be in that locker room, mm -hmm. to, to be a coach. To, to I'm talking about we we talking about Division One Power Five school. This this woman right here, she she has played for power. I'm talking about national championship caliber schools. And the thing I'm trying to tell you as a parent. I want you to go to your job and I want you to have your assistant manager or your supervisor hollering at you to do one thing. And then I want your general manager who's sitting in the office, who's telling you to do one thing. And then I, I want, I want some of your coworkers behind you and I want them all to tell you what to do uh, at the same time while you're trying to do your work or when you're trying to create that spreadsheet and you got one person over here telling you, Oh, you need to move your decimal over there. And you got this over there. That ain't the right format you need to be doing. And you need to change those words. And you got this person over there who gave you explicit, the person that's paying your check told you explicit instructions to do something, but you got a, a super, a, a team lead and coworkers who telling you to do it differently. Now, how can you do your job? How can you effectively do your job? And that's what that's what it's like when a parent is sitting on the sideline telling a young kid to do what they're trying to do. Why are you pass that ball in? You know what? Because the coach actually got a system and the coach told them to do that. The coach said, hey, we don't want to jump at this point in time. We want to work this thing till we can get down to the layup. Wh whatever the cause is, whatever the reason is, I, I don't know. That's their philosophy, their coaching philosophy, their system, their strategy schematically. That's what they want to do. You can't coach a team from the outskirts and you don't help your kids out. Because all of a sudden they they look to you for advice yeah. instead of the person they supposed to be looking for. They out there playing to try to make you happy and to make you proud of them and to impress you versus trying to do what they need to do to be a part of the team and to get this W. And all of the kids come on here and say it's about the win. It's about the win. But your parents, are y'all about the win? Or are you about seeing your daughter put up a lot of points? Are you seeing your daughter stat stuff? And, and is is that what's most important to you? Because yep. I'm, I'm going to give you a prime example. Shout out to Coach Ham. Uh, she coaches at McKinney North. For those of you in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, she's a coach at McKinney North. Uh, Ginger Williams is another one. Ginger Williams coaches. She's assistant coach at, at uh, Boswell, I believe it is. Mm -hmm. These are two parents that have daughters I who are daughter. absolute dogs. Both of these young ladies, Camille Williams and uh, and, Kay, and Kay, uh, Kaylin Ham, they off the Hamilton, off the chain. They don't need this coach, but they they parents who are coaches, who know how to coach, who are extremely smart and savvy, who play ball before. You know what they do during the games? They sit there and they watch. They study the game. Now, do they get they coach their daughters up after the game? Absolutely. Hey, this is what some of the things I saw you could have did better. But you will never see either, either of those women up hooting and hollering and talking to their kids while they're in the middle of the game because they understand the challenges it is as a coach to already keep the attention and to get things running. So I know I got off. I know this has nothing to do with AAU, but it, it, it irritates me when we sit over here at these AAU tournaments and me and Kevin be like, let's go sit in the media section. <laughs> let's go to the media section or the coaching section because we're sitting and we're trying to sit in the stands like y'all and all y'all doing is irritating the kids or, or making it hard for these coaches. We're like, Lord, let's get from over here. But uh, I know that, but that's, that's a big challenge I think of the AAU. I think it would be a lot better if the parents would let the, the organizers and the coaches do their job. Sample. Yes, but, you know, simple. Everybody that. can be a coach these days, so that, that's kind of hard. Like, Ashley, you've coached before. Mm -hmm. I've been she a coach before. I had a parent go to my assistant principal, not knowing that my assistant principal means that's my dog, telling him, I didn't drive all this way to see my son get in for two to three minutes. Well, ma'am, did you see in those two to three minutes he didn't know where to be on a two-three zone? Right, it, exactly. It's simple. You're at the top of the zone. I don't need you down there under the basket. 
It's, it's very hey, simple. How about you start driving and watching practice? How about you come start? Why don't you drive over here at five o'clock on Tuesday and see what your child doing during practice yeah. before you determine what they deserve out there on the basketball court during game time? And the thing is, parents is like, oh, the first thing they're going to say is they you didn't give them enough time. You pulled them too soon. Or like, or my kid needs to work on this in a game. The game is for performance. Work on everything else outside. And I think that's probably one of the biggest advice. So I was going to ask y'all, like, what advice would y'all give parents? To me, that's the biggest thing. Like, I want parents to understand, like, the game time ain't the time for my center to be working on bringing the ball up the court. Yeah, like, that's to try to figure it out. No. That ain't it. If if she want to be a better ball handler, she needs to do that outside of the game. Like, we're not doing that in the game. We done seen you practice so many times. So, at the end of the day, the coach knows what each kid can do. There is no time to – you. Can, some kids got a short window. At the end of the day, that's just how it is. So, you have to do something in that short time. If you don't, it that's basketball, right? That's that's yeah, just I'm how a, it is. I was a middle school coach, so of course you know in middle school, you're trying to develop, right? But you also have kids out there busting their butt, and you want to get them that win. Mm-hmm. And I can't have you can't have kids in there that don't know what they're doing. Now, if we're about forty, and you don't know where you're at in the two three, that's fine. Yeah. If we're about three, <laughs> and you don't know where you need to be, uh, now come sit next to me, and then you till you figure it out. Exactly. Exactly. That's it. That's it. I w- but if you, but I do have some advice, and this okay. is this is going to be for the uh, for the parents and the kids. Enjoy every play, enjoy every practice, enjoy every moment and opportunity you get to to dribble the ball and to be a part of a team because the sun will set. There will be a day. I, I promise you, I'm talking. We, we talked to a lot of 24 kids who just finished their last AAU tournament. This is their last opportunity, and they get emotional on our shows, mm-hmm. and you can see it. These kids are visibly sad because they realize that this is over. This is a period in my life that I will never be able to reproduce or duplicate again, and, and, and you know, and the handful that can go continue to play talent, play and keep their talents going, they, they are super, super, super blessed, but for the most part of it, 80 to 90 percent of these kids will not be going to the next level and then out of that there will only be one percent or two percent of those individuals that go on to the next level so every each and every opportunity you get to play basketball to be a part of a team to do what you do enjoy it give it your all stop and smell the roses and really be appreciative and have a, a spirit of gratitude and humbleness about this opportunity you got because i promise you it don't last forever. Yeah. Yeah. And let's go back to the AAU real quick because mm-hmm. I'm going to defend the parents on this one. If I'm paying you all this money, you better find a way to get my baby in the game. I got to stop you. I got to stop you right there. I got to stop you too, I'll Kevin. Care for one minute, two minutes. Listen. Let him run out there, run down the court, break a sweat, come right back in. I got to stop you right there. I Okay. If it's for one minute, yes. But listen, when you are playing AAU, at the end of the day, I know this stuff costs, and it costs a lot of money. That's why, one, parents need to do their research. Even directors, like, be honest with the parents. Like, if you don't really see that kid playing a lot, tell them before. If you're going to put them on the team and whatever, like, let them know. That's one thing that I do. Like, if I've seen a kid, I don't know what they mean it's going to be like. I'm going to have a conversation with the kid and the parent and let them make that decision on if they want to pay that. Because as a coach, I can't, AAU-wise, I can't guarantee playing time. 
that I just can't. Well, I, I was joking a little bit, actually, but I was look, games when where you said that, I had to raise 50. up. Earl Rooks, Kavina Lawrence, all these folks would be calling you, Kevin. What are you? What are you talking about? <laughs> but I get that. That's oh, I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking. No, BJ, you know exactly what game I'm talking I, I about. We were. About. I know what you're we talking about. We were at Mansfield. Uh -huh. This team was getting. It was like a 50 point game. Now that's and different. You still trying to play your starters and not let the it's other over. people go in there and get minutes? Now, now that's different. Now, if I'm a parent, we having a conversation, right? I do feel like and everything is situational. You up by 50, you down by 50. Yeah, go ahead. Everybody needs to be playing at this point. And I'm gonna say this, and especially to piggyback off of when it's a, when it's a game that the game is the decision or the game is no longer at hand. There's no use of playing these kids who already got scholarships, mm -hmm. who's got 50 offers. If your job is the if you come if you come into somebody's living room and you say, "Hey, I'm gonna help your kid get a scholarship, regardless of what level." My job is to help your kid get scholarship and to get exposure so that they can get offered. Then you need to let them play. You got to figure out a way for them to get on the court, especially when the game's out of hand. Now, I get it; they might not be one of the best ones, mm -hmm. but at least, uh, at least help them kids, them babies, get out there so they can get some footage when the game is out of hand. Because they, you know, they, they this might be the only opportunity to play in front of, uh, right. in front of Sacramento State and, and Coach Aaron Kalloff, or uh, you know what I'm talking about. This might be their only chance. So let them get them, give them, give them some run, give them some burn. I'm gonna go with that. I like that. I like that. That's cool. That's cool, but when we get you to it, I'm, 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 no, I'm with you though. If yeah. it's a two point game, I can't put you in just to. I don't know, no, no, no. You know, I'm, I was joking about that, but no. Yeah. You yeah. losing by fifty? You better let my yeah. six four that can't handle the ball get them right. in. They got to get they, they getting in. Like I said, yeah. Arthur, I'm a parent. We having a conversation because ain't no way, ain't no way we up by even twenty. You up by yeah, 20. 20. 20 is my limit, man. Yeah. We up by twenty. That game might be out of hand, especially yeah. in the second half. Right. Right. I want before we end, I want to kind of go back to the podcast and I wanted to talk a lot about the podcast because I've had a lot of kids come up to me. A lot of parents come up to me talking about their kid or how they want to do interviews or how they want to be a broadcaster or how they want to get into media. And that was like one of the most exciting things I was about. I was excited about with having y'all on. Like I wanted to talk more about the podcast. I know we're going to talk basketball because that's what we do. But I want to give these kids, I want to give these parents some of the podcast games, some of the media game, just any tips and tricks when it goes to that. So I want to go to the challenges. We talk about all the good stuff. What challenges have y'all had or what do you think is the most challenging part about being in media? I'm just saying media because it's an overall, overall concept. I would say with B. Jones and I, we've gotten lucky with the You Got Next. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people that come on, they're excited. Now, we had one case, and I think we told you about this on a, another time. We had the kid come on. He, they just froze up. Yeah, yeah. They, they froze up. But I will say this. It's all about preparation. You prepare for a game. You got uh, to use these interviews as a, a stepping stone, too. So you got to prepare. You got to practice with the interviews. Mm -hmm. We've had parents that, hey, can you send us the questions? But they don't know that we're going to go everything before I show. Give them questions so they can answer so they can get comfortable. They have to feel like they can be themselves and not be like anybody else because a lot of people are going to see the Aaliyah Chavez's or the Talia Parker's. Mm -hmm. When they go to interviews, they kill it because they, yeah. they, they've been prepared for this. So it's all about, in my opinion, just preparation. Just like we prepare for a show, 
the guests, they need to prepare as well. And mm -hmm. the sooner you can do that as a young athlete, the better you're going to be going forward. Uh, my, my biggest challenge is uh, we dealing with the uh, economy of a different type when they talk, especially when they talk about amateur athletes. Um, we in a society now where everybody wants to make money and it, it you know, these kids are a big piece of that, right? And I'm talking even in college, the NIL is nothing but people making money off of these kids and they paying them for their name, image, and likeness. So we in the industry where we are trying to get these kids exposure, but at the same point in time, these parents are like, oh, are they best for my kids? So I think the biggest challenge is, is, uh, is growing and building trust. Mm -hmm. It's not only building trust in the community and our name and our reputation has proceeded. I can tell y'all, a dozen stories about how we've had a college coach on and they'd be like yeah we'd be like coach you ready to do this and they'd be like yeah we like have y'all seen any of my show yeah we you had one of my friends on i called him up and they said you ought to do the shows these guys are real and uh and and so i, I think building that trust is a is a huge piece of uh, of understanding what we're trying to do and and what what they need to do because we're not trying to get no money out of these kids and and um if, as a matter of fact if a kid makes some money off of our show power to them I, I want them to uh to thrive and get more opportunities but but you got to be able to show that man we oh, now, now the biggest thing though if you start the podcast and i i I'm, what, what one of the things that made me come shake ashley's hand was that she had a nice setup there. And it's, it's, it goes like, listen, you, the setup is cool. It's a, it's a beautiful setup, it, it, get, it garners attention, but being present. We had You Got Next, I want I want y'all to understand, we've been doing You Got Next, this is the fourth year, it's 2024. We've been doing You Got Next since 2020. The success took probably 150 to 200% growth from the point we called it the takeover tour and it, everything is intentional that we do so in 2023 we said yo it's our year to get outside we take we're going out we're going to meet people we're going to be a part of the community not just emailing people not just sliding in dms we're going to really be a part of the community and we're going to understand this game and that's what made me fall in love with the game but when we decided to go out and become a part of a community the community embraced us we were there present that's part of building that trust you gotta, they gotta see you. And not only do they gotta see you, they gotta know that you are authentic and you there on the sidelines of it. You can't be lazy. You cannot take the lazy road and do this podcast and this media thing. You are going to have to put the work in. You're gonna have to read box sheets. You're gonna have to study people's social media. You're gonna have to understand where they came from. Moves are happening very fast paced and frantically. I'm talking about there's not a moment to rest. The day you say, hey, I'm taking this month off, might as well find you something to do. Find you something else to do. Consistency and trust building and being present is the biggest thing that you can do if you're listening to this right now. You want to start being in media. I love it. We 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 gonna end. We gotta end it there. I love it. I love to hear as we end this, we start or we end with rapid fire. Somebody give me a name, please, because it's still not rapid fire. Somebody give me a name other than rapid fire so y'all can stop saying it ain't rapid fire. I'm going to keep calling the rapid fire until somebody give me a name. So I got five questions. I'm starting with you, KT, because y'all both going to do it. I'm going to go with you, Why don't you KT. Call it the fast five. Why don't you call it the fast five? I like that. Well, but it ain't really fast either. Because sometimes I'll ask the question and we start having a whole conversation off the question. So, I mean. Okay. All right. 
I'm gonna stay out. I'm, I'm not gonna... <laughs> Maybe you can come up with a with something after I ask the questions. But I do okay. like the okay, fast okay. five. I just don't know if it's actually fast because somebody. Well, I was just so. trying to go with rapid. You were saying rapid. Oh. You know, I was saying fast five. So okay, yeah, let's go. Right. You ready, KT? We're going with you. Yeah, first. I'm ready. Let's go. Top five high school teams. Top five high school. Oh lord, yeah. <laughs> girls' game, right? You can't. Yes. You got girls' game, right? Yep. I just kind of put y'all on spot, huh? You sure you did. Get to, you get to think about it, B. Jones. Area, uh, <laughs> you know, we got, uh, you got your Dunkerville, you got the mm-hmm. Soto, mm-hmm. you got, um, I asked you wrong for this. I'm sorry. You know who I really like? I like uh, Mesquite High. I Mesquite do, too. Mesquite High has a really dope team. I do, too. So I got to find two more. So now you got have people mad at us. Now I just <laughs> yeah, talk they, about they, it. That's they, messy. They, this they is one of the top five. This is, this is a bunch of mess. <laughs> so I said, what, Duckerville, DeSoto, I like Mesquite. Of course, I got to show love to, uh, to, um, to Coach Collins at, at uh, Cedar Hill. So for a fifth, I'm going to go, um, oh, Hebron. Okay. I'll go Hebron. Dang, that All was right. going to be my number one. I love watching Hebron play basketball. Um, you know, I, we are every watching documentary Minnesota, so I'm going to show some love to some of these other smaller schools. Um, McKinney North, I talked about Coach Ham. Love watching her, watching her team do their thing. The most fun I've had this whole entire year, and I'm putting these all in one school, so people are going to be mad at me, but Lipan, Martins Mill, and oh, um, yes. last one, KT. Ah, oh, to uh, to, uh, to, to Hannah. To, Tenaha. 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 Tenaha, Lipan, Martins Mill, they all two-way schools. So I'm going cl- to include them in one. Best basketball we watch. Those young ladies can go, go. Um, I'm going to show love to Skyline. They are a super fun team to watch. And then I'm, I'm going to go with uh, I'm gonna go with Legion Prep. Okay. Uh, Legion Prep is, is a baby school. They like they, they took over some dogs from a couple of like uh, um, Drive Nation. They got one from Pro Skills. Uh, actually got two from Drive Nation, one from Pro Skills, but th- these are accumulation of kids from all over the um, all over the DFW Metroplex. They decided to go a different route, and uh, I love watching them play. And I'm rooting for them big time. Now there's a, there's a lot of schools that I haven't had the chance to see play yet. And you got you need really one more hoping. too. You gave four. Oh really? Do I need? Hmm. No, you said Legion Prep. You said Lafayette. You said Martin's Mill. They was all one. You said McKinney. McKinney yeah, North, McKinney and, that was North and Hebron. I said I, I, do, I doubled down on Hebron. Skyline, yeah, I doubled down on the Hebron thing. Hebron, okay, that was the one. Okay. <laughs> but if I, you know what, if, if I had to pick one other one that Kevin didn't pick, um, oh, it's just so many. Uh, so, so here's the thing, Ashley, you put us on the spot with a lot of coaches that we rock with. <laughs> I know. That's why I said that, that was messy. <laughs> no, really? It was just your five. Who? What five? I got. I got yeah, one more. I got now one we're more. gonna be out there, be like, oh, really? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we could get in your five. Yeah. Shout, shout out to all y'all. Y'all know who. I Shout out to Lake. Now Highland. wait till shout I wait till I ask Pierce. that next question. Y'all really shout out be mad. Highland Park. Shout, shout out to all of them. I do like I'm a lot pan and Martin's Mill. I do like those because y'all not rocking with the two A and three A schools. Oh my gosh, that's a yeah. some of the best basketball one. we've seen. Yeah, give your last one. Y'all, last y'all one. naming ten schools, and I said five. 
I know, right? We got to stay out of trouble. Uh, my last one going to be South Lake Carroll. If anybody oh. been watching, South Lake Carroll got these four sisters all part of the starting lineup. And it's it's funny because, uh, you, you know, when we was coming up, you know, a person would have a lot of kids. You'd be like, you got enough to start a basketball team. Well, the Jordan family literally went in. <laughs> yep. The Jordan sisters are super dope. They feel they vibe off each other. It is an impressive thing to watch those four sisters get out there and play basketball with each other and this is the cool thing if you ain't able to get out there this year they got they're gonna line back up and do it again next year they are all juniors or under so that's probably one of them that's one of my favorite stories in the entire city but i, I missed a bunch trust me we weren't able to get every single dope story that that we know about it's, it's so many great stories from boswell yeah, to i mean they, they, they all over the place yep now we're gonna stay with you because we'll go flip flop oh wait hold on no, no what timberview See, that, I was warning y'all didn't say Timberview, but y'all already is, over the limit. Y'all over I know, the but it's just like when somebody come on your show and you ask them <laughs> they top five musical artists and they say Rod Wave, no, Rod Wave, <laughs> Rod Wave, you know what I'm saying? So, hey, I somebody, mean, somebody, somebody gave us our, uh, gave us our, uh, our, our medicine bag, right? <laughs> Pretty much. Staying this way with you, B. Jones, now y'all really finna get me. Top five, and when I say top, it's just five, not really just in the order, but your top five players you have seen. <laughs> See, so so now I know for a fact that DeSoto, what I call, I call them the, uh, I call them the 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 the, the, the phenom four, the phenomenal four. Yeah. Uh, they were the phenomenal four freshmen last year, but so I hadn't I hadn't actually got the chance to see them all play together. I seen them play as individuals. Uh, Sienna Betts saw her play this year. Yeah, she a beast. Different, different. Of course, Aaliyah Chavez. But oh, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to give the, the top dogs. I want. I want to give some lesser known yeah, dogs. Let's give it. Let's give it five. Really, I'm gonna tell you somebody who who not getting their props is uh, Aaliyah's six eight running mate, Brobo Cole. Bro Bro mm -hmm. Cole is underrated. And ain't nobody talking about Bro Bro, but she is an absolute monster. Going back to uh going back to Tenaha, Kayana Cox. Ooh, I love her. SMU, right? She's going to SMU, <laughs> yeah, right? Going to SMU. Yeah. Hey, Kayana got one of the smoothest Jays I've seen. I, I love watching her play. Uh okay. The the Cedar Hill tag team. Um, I don't know why I can't think of Taylor. I can't Taylor. think of Taylor's Taylor last name. Carver, uh, I think. Taylor Carver and uh Red Gooden. Yeah. Uh they super dope. I love watching them play. And then my last one is gonna be is Green Hill. Now I haven't seen you know, I, I got a bunch more. I'm mean, skyline play fast. I love watching the skyline point guard crew. Uh love watching Paris Bra Paris Bradley gonna be my Paris okay. Bradley, my favorite. I don't care what y'all say. Paris Bradley, Camille Williams, Caitlin Hamilton, they're my top three players. I love watching play, period in the whole wide city. But um, but uh Skyline got a dope back backcourt trio. I mean a, a duo. And uh, why can't I think of that last one that I wanted to shout out? Oh. Go, KT, and I'm going to think of that last one because I, I got know, off on what I was talking about. See how people feel when we do our initiation and we <laughs> try to make them do something. And then when they don't do it the right way, we kind of – so I'm going to give you five. I'm just going to stick to it. <laughs> I like uh, Sanaya Richardson. Oh, yeah. Ooh. I like um, – from Tenaha, he mentioned the young lady going to SMU. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go Kennedy Holmes. Okay. I like her. She's yep. a dog. So it leaves me with three more. I love Ryan DeSeuss. The point guard. 
The I'm point goddess. The point goddess. The point goddess. Hey, yeah, so we go. I gotta give two more. Uh Paris Bradley. I know you mentioned the B Jones, Ooh, but that's my favorite play. Hey, I love watching Paris hoop, man. He can hoop. And I had others that I was had in my head, but as soon as it was my turn, the lights. I know, I know, off. right? And B Jones is what about DD? DD Mono, the Kevin Durant of women's oh, basketball. Yes, but <laughs> my other one is gonna be Jada Patterson. You already said Camille. Friend. You know how much I love Camille B. Jones. Yeah. Camille oh, what was about probably my favorite player. Vivian, Vivian and uh Seabell out there at Green Hill? Yeah, but they we don't... only get five, B. Jones. I'm trying to get five. He keep, he keep going to like 10. Yeah. I mean, he'll name 20 <laughs> people at this forget. point. I'm gonna go JC. I'm gonna go JC. Oh, okay. Oh, she cold too. Man. I'm gonna go home with my five. I'm gonna stick to five. I'm not gonna do JC because she's already all American. Like JC, one okay, of the best well, players in, 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 in the country. Me... I'll take her out because you're right. She's gonna get that that pub already. Give me. See, you want me to do all that talking? Be I've been good. You... Oh, uh, Kaylin Kemp. Oh, okay. cool. KK, KK Cole. Hey, she cold. But see, like I said, the soda dunk loaded. They loaded Mariah Clayton. I mean, they are absolutely. I'm gonna go they, with they, that. They, they, CC, CC Cole. Was it Kamari oh, yeah. Holman? Cole. I mean, they they, they they dope all the way through. Yeah, freshman. Okay, I'm steady putting y'all in the hot seat. I need one person. Don't give me five people. I need one. Okay. Now it's your turn, KT. You ready? All right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Best coach you done seen. I already know mine. Can I go first, please? <laughs> can I? Can I do yeah, mine first? Let me go first. The best coach. If you steal mine, I'm gonna be sick, man. I leave the best. Why you think? Best Just coach. so we don't die over here. Best coach. You know what? I, I got two. I got two. So you can't. Go I ahead, got B. Three. No, go on. Give her one. Go ahead. Give her one. If I got to do one, now, and I want you to understand, there are a lot of coaches that I would put at the top. And I can I get my honorable mention at least so we don't get back? No, give we'll one. Give one. Okay. I was going to say, we'll go with an honorable mention, but. Mm. Well, no, no, I, we got to do one. We got to stick to the script, B. Jones. We do my that. number one, my number one coach, if I just had to pick one, I love them all. And I think, I mean, I'm talking about they are super, super thin close, but I'm going to go with Marcus Willis at La Vega. Ooh. Coach that's my Marcus coach. Willis. That's who I would have picked. Hey, coach Marcus ah. Willis is an absolute dog. But, but shout out to Coach Branch. She is a monster. Call, call, yeah. right, stop, people. You get one of mine. Stop. <laughs> Just stop. Go. You did Coach Willis. And I was going to say Coach Branch. But I'm going to go with one, a coach that... Coach Kit Kyle from Timberview. God, that was great. Hey, if you had said Coach Willis... Because Coach Kit Kyle... See, this is the thing that, that I love about these teams. Those teams don't have i don't want to say just a discernible superstar they have a they have a a, a a body of a team that they figured out how to get these teams to play together another one i want to send love to is is to coach todd muncie as if you ain't yeah, watched with highland park coach todd muncie is x's and o's he is a absolute he is an absolute monster with it. So, I mean, I'm just, it's so many coaches that we've seen. Uh, J.J. Pierce, uh, Letitia Hearn, she Cole. I'm, I'm just, it's, it's so many that are. Um, oh, you know who so I forgot to put in my top five, though, for players? Who? Who, KT? Brooklyn Terry. I had her in my mind. Yeah, I wanted B, to put Brooklyn B -T, Terry. BT dope. I mean, it's it's too many. <laughs> it's too many. I'll never come on this show again. Because I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
sorry. I had to. I can't deal with that kind of stress, KT. I had to. See, me and Kevin, we love so many of them. It's hard for us to watch again. I went to three for y'all because I was like, yeah, I need them to pick. I I went to uh I went to Lake Hollands versus HP this past Friday night and I'm rooting for both teams. I mean I bet I bet the fans are like, oh yeah, Benedict. Because one moment I'm celebrating for Highland Park, next moment I'm celebrating for Lake Highlands. Uh, shout out to Aaliyah Taylor. She a dope player hooper too. Yeah, yeah not many go. people know about her. She's so man, that girl. Hey, I need her to teach me how to do that finger roll she got. Man, her, her, she can put some kind of a spin on the ball, and she can lay up from all kind of awkward directions. But we, yes. we can go hours. We can go hours on just the players in the DFW area. It, it don't get no better. Cassidy Gladney. I mean, it just don't shout get no better. Cass, that's a CEO. If you don't stop him from talking, he gonna mention everybody we had on the show. Come on, I see. I it, see. It's just some of these kids we ain't even had on the show. Some of these kids we ain't yeah, even had on the it's show. It's just like we said, no. getting put on the spot is good because it's what we do to other people. Yep. And now we see we're on the other end of it. Yep. We want to give like seven or eight answers. So yep. I'm sticking to like five. Whatever well, you ask me, we I'm going to stick to that. We got number. two more. We got two more left. Build your All five. Right. Only five. Only five. Only five. You can do WNBA or you can do college. Build your five. Build your team. You're starting five. Um, and they have no, to be I'm active with right the WNBA. Yeah. Active. Yeah. Okay. They got to be active. I'm going to stick with the WNBA. And then probably one. Of course, Asia Wilson. She's at the five. Give me um, Brianna Stewart. Give me Kaylin uh, Clark, because I need a, a shooter. Shoot, so that's three. Give me Arike. Ooh, okay. Ooh. I'll take Arike, because she's just a dog. She's going to get it done. <laughs> so that leaves me with one more. Give me, I need a veteran presence. I'm going to go with my favorite player of all time, Miss Donna Tarazi. Okay. That's a good group. What I'm you going to change up the whole flow on them so we can, so we can stay out of trouble. I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go the collegiate route. And, and not only am I going to go collegiate route, I'm going to go the future of uh, women's basketball. That's what I'm going to call my list, the future Ooh. of women's basketball. So I'm going to go Michaela Williams. I'm going to go Juju. I'm gonna go uh Hannah Hidalgo. Ooh. I'm gonna go um what's what's uh God, I forgot her last name. She she's the backup point guard for South Carolina. Super dope. Um the freshman? Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, I can't believe I can't remember her name. Uh but you know, we'll take off. We'll take off then. I'm gonna go with uh I'm gonna go with the Sword Sisters. I'm gonna include them. I'm gonna include them in the in the one. Now they 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 going into college next year. <laughs> I'm, he just going can't get right, KT. And wow, uh, let me see. Let me see who else I want to throw on this list because there's so many, so many dope future monsters on this thing. I'm going to say Lauren Betts. I'm going to go Sienna's older sister, Lauren Betts, who's a sophomore okay. at UCLA. She's super dope. Man, there's so many of them. God, dog. Yeah, so you hit six more... again. You're always doing extra. Yeah, this is, this is so much. The Swore sisters count as one. Oh, even no, though they're two people, two. but that's okay. Louisiana math. No, we ain't letting you get away with that today. Last one. <laughs> What's your pregame playlist looking like? Hold on, wait. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The best you ask somebody else. Nope. Yep. Is uh Zach uh Zakaya Johnson. She played with the West Virginia Thunder. Um, mm, I know you're talking about. That's so probably my favorite player. Hey, she cold. She cold though. 
Chico, I saw her play live and I, my jaw dropped. <laughs> I don't care. I do 10. They know I love, I love the game. I'm a, I'm a baby at this. You can't just give me five. You know, yes, they, you they say me, Jones. Okay. So we do our initiation. We tell somebody give us five. They can. That's, that's, on whole now. Show. that's a different show, brother. Y'all check out Sports Life Talk. Hey, listen. <laughs> hey, listen. Y'all, y'all know, uh, you know, if you get bit by a baby snake, how they, they don't have control over their venom. So you, it's, it's more, it's, it hurts more to get bit by a baby. Yeah. That's, I'm a baby snake right now. I'm a baby snake. I got to give you all the venom. I just can't give you a, a controlled amount of venom. Ke Kevin is a more controlled list. Me, I got to give it all. Pre-game playlist. What is it? What y'all listening to? Oh. Yeah, this oh, is easy. I give you my top five? I got to do top five. Can I just give you my top five? Yeah, Go ahead. your top five. Tupac. Eminem. Ooh. This is just hip hop. Three stacks. J. Cole. I put him in the top five now, B. Jones. And Drake. That's my okay. top five. That's why that's on my playlist. Okay. So you changed it up a little bit, cause I was gonna say if it's on my playlist, I gotta put, I gotta throw that big extra plug in there. But he ain't one of my top five though. But I, I love that big extra plug levels. Uh, my top five, I, number one, and it's gonna be that way probably until the day. And I mean, it's not even close with me. It's, it's Jonathan Cole. No, I'm just <laughs> it's J Cole. Hey, okay. J Cole. My goodness, that's my that's my ace boom coon. And then number two, I'm gonna go with the uh, with the original, the OG Louisiana, Lil Wayne. Okay. Uh, then I'm going to go uh, Drizzy Drake. I think Drizzy, you know, every time I try to doubt Drake, see, my problem with Drake is that half his stuff is singing, and I just like the, I, I like that hip-hop version of Drake. Uh, it's super cold. I'm going to go Kanye, and a lot of people hate that. I'm going to go old and new Kanye. The new Kanye is super fun. I don't know why people ain't listening to this new Kanye. It's dope, man. I, I don't see what y'all don't see. He got tracks on there with uh, with Jada, and, and, and the, I mean, it's just off the chain, man. Um, that, that's four. Let me see my last one. It's kind of tough to go away from Eminem, but he said Eminem. So I'm gonna throw y'all with with an underground one. I'm gonna, well, he's not underground, but he's somebody that we don't get a lot on. You got next, Childish Gambino. I Ooh, love Childish. Gambino. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, y'all know the real answers. Right way, right way, right way, right way. <laughs> I'm just hey, every, you know what? Actually, to your point, a lot of youngsters come on the show and say Rod Wave. Like, we get, yeah, Rod Wave. One out of every every three or four kids, they say Rod Wave. Coaches too. Everybody say Rod Wave. I'm just saying Rod Wave. Y'all stop hating on Rod Wave. Y'all, as in the people listening, that's who the y'all is. I, say, I, I like Rod Wave. No, it doesn't Kevin, 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 no, he be hating. I don't listen to Rod Wave. I, I'm not gonna lie. I, you know what? For Ashley, I'll go listen to it. Okay, you want me to give you some and songs I, to listen to? I'm gonna text you my opinion after I listen to it. Okay, I'm gonna give you some songs to listen to. Listen to Forever. Listen to Long Journey. Listen to Great Gatsby. We'll start with those three. Yeah, you might as well go ahead and just send those to me because I ain't gonna. Yeah, you lie. I'm gonna send it. We start the podcast with what's different, and I like to end with you, with the guest. So I'm gonna go with you as the person and business. What would be different? And y'all obviously both answer. But what would be different about KT and B Jones? as well as sports life talk slash you got next within the next three to five years. Ooh. I think we, um, the goal is to be syndicated. Of course, this is something we want to do full time. And I know just for me, I want to be more like B Jones as far as talking. Okay. Cause that man has not met a stranger. He makes everyone feel like they're the most important person in the world when he's talking to them. 
And with me, I'm going to talk. If I know you, we're going to have a really good conversation. If I don't, I'm going to let B talk to you, and then I'm going to slide in behind him and get into the conversation. So that's one thing I want to work on as far as myself is just being more vocal, being more of a, mm. a speaker. And I like that. Like I said, just next three years being syndicated, traveling the world, telling these stories, and not just doing it behind the camera, but also being on someone's campus doing the show. Mm-hmm. And also, well, you know what? We can't tell everybody ourselves because people like to steal. So that's I'm going to keep that to myself. I'll tell you this off air. But that's yeah, that, that's what I see. Just Forest Life Talk being a media moguls. You know what I mean? Yeah. Love it. Uh, what's, what's going to be different is, um, I, I, I like the media mogul. I want to create, like, when we talk about sports life talk, a lot of people get confused. They're like, oh, y'all, you got next. So y'all sports life talk, like sports life talk is the name of the company, the name of the business. And you got next is just the, the show. It's a title. It's like ESPN's first take, right? Mm-hmm. First take is the show that's on ESPN. So when you, when you follow that, I want, like, we talk to so many youngsters that's in high school, um, that's in college that want to pick up in sports media. I want sports life talk to have a bunch of shows. I want Sports Life Talks. It's just different. I want Sports Life Talks everything. And so I want some of these youngsters as they coming up like a uh, like a Talia Parker. Shout out to Talia. I forgot about her as one of my favorite players. Like a TP, she want to get her own show. So when she get ready to stop dribbling or whenever, you know, maybe even if she in college at Texas A&M and she want to do a show, hey, we're going to put you on. We're going to give you the tools. We're going to give you the resources. And we're going to sponsor you. We're going to help you get your show started, put it on the road. And I want people to go to our website and be like, man, what, what shows are exciting? What's new? And I want to go into uh, not just girls basketball, but football, volleyball, swimming, gymnastics. I want to be able to tell the story of all of these athletes and uh, have a place um, have a place for, their, for them to come see. And then the other thing, I had a big dream. This is big time dreaming. But uh, I want to start doing documentaries. Mm. Everywhere we, everywhere KT and I go, I always come up with these stories I want to tell, and I want to really sit down and uh, start interviewing some of these people from the from the Jordan sisters. Like, how often do you get to see four sisters playing on the court at the same time? Like, I would love to just follow them and tell their story and what it's like waking up at that household. You know what I'm saying? Do they do they ever disagree? And just really showing the authentic side of them. But also, I want to tell the story of the fabulous uh the the, fab, the phenom four freshmen out of DeSoto. Like that team is potentially going to be the number one team in the nation in 2027. I mean, excuse me, 2026 when, uh, when they are all seniors, they, that that's going to be a crazy story. And like, wouldn't it be cool if we were recording and documenting everything that they do from losing to Clark out of, mm-hmm. dang, we forgot about, we forgot about the young lady at Clark. We seen her play too. Uh, Ariana Robeson. Mm-hmm. Hey, so dog. Now, you, now you mentioned 10 people. So <laughs> I know, I know, they I'm had 20 saying, people at this point. I know, I'm, probably, I'm probably about 25, but that's how dope they are. I mean, like none of these people can be slept on. These these people are that impactful and that important, but you get what I'm saying though. I, I want to be able to tell these stories of these individuals before. Um, and then when it, when it, when it hit, like then we can show y'all like, this is what's really going on. And I want I want to start doing a lot of documentaries, so I'm working on that and trying to get that together. And so conglomerate and uh, and and telling telling documentary stories. I love it. I love it. You can't end it with that. This has been a great episode. This has been an awesome episode. A lot of laughs, a lot of information from podcasts and basketball. And that was really the point. What I really wanted to what the I wanted the audience to get from it. Tell the people where they can find you. And if y'all could leave a message, whatever's on your heart to a parent or a player. 
Uh, well, you can find I me. Mean, I'm gonna tell you straight up. You you could probably find me on my own, but I don't know those handles. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> I commit I commit everything to SLT. I'm Sports Light Talk through and through. Um, so you could just ask Sports Light Talk on all your social media platforms. Um, we got we got our show in the audio format as well. So we will, I, I listen to all of our shows. I listen to your show too when I'm riding. Like that. like uh yeah like if I have an hour hour ten ride I'm like let me throw on this. It's just different to see who uh who they got uh, who they got rocking with. I heard I heard the trainer interview the other day. So mm-hmm. uh so it's it's pretty dope. But um but yeah you can listen to us in the podcast format. You go to our website sltyougotnext.com if you just want to see some of the idea of who some of the people we got on and get a little bit more color and contrast about what makes. KT and I difference since that's the that's the tone of the show. But uh, we have all of it out there. But that's sports life talk. And don't forget the S is sports life and talk. And what was the other thing? You say just leave me with something on, on my yeah. mind. Leave yeah. me with something. Um I end I end every show that we say when I say the same thing and and um I just I just love each other. Uh respect one another, be great uh together. We are absolutely better. It, it takes a family, it takes a village. And uh, I think if we could just figure out a way to love each other through the wins, through the losses, stop all the hate, stop all the animosity, um, the, the 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 ship rising rising uh, the 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 rising tide lifts all boats. Which what I mean by that is the game of basketball grows. And yeah, we might have the Jersey Robinsons and the and those individuals who are just superstars of JCRBs. But the 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 more that they do, the better that they are. The more we highlight them. Guess what? The youngsters who 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 don't have a name, they're gonna get visibility and they're gonna get optics too. Because if we can uncover one story, there's thousands of stories behind it, but you gotta open up that that door to tell the story. So stop hating on these young ladies. The reason I'm saying that is because we had somebody come on our show, and I think she's in the sixth grade, KT, sixth or seventh grade. Uh the oh, show yeah, hadn't aired, it hadn't aired yet. And this young lady already got haters. Now she's a monster. She's tw- you know, like she's like twelve years old, eleven years old. She's a monster right now. But why are we hating on her? Why, like, why would you do anything other than support and celebrate that young lady? So that's what I'm gonna end up. Just stop the hate, start the love, and if anything, love yourself because if you love yourself, you'll never be alone. Mm. Well, most of the stuff I wanted to say, B. Jones, you just said it. Good grief! <laughs> but what I want to say is to piggyback that there are strength in numbers. And just look at the platform right now. We have three African-Americans, right? We're not jealous of, jealous of each other. We want to support each other. Just think we have more of that in our community. That's why I do want to plug this. In the works, we want to give one episode, and I mentioned it earlier. The network. You got B. Jones, you got Ashley, you got Ed from I'm Coming In. You got the head coach, KT. Be on the lookout for that, because we're putting our personal goals aside, come together and just make something that's just bigger than anything that we can think of, so we don't look out for So like D. Jones said, man, let's love, love one another. If somebody's coming to you for help, don't just push it to the side. The game is free, so give it to them. I love it. I love it. I love it. Make sure y'all like, follow, subscribe. Do all of those big things. Y'all watch and subscribe. Go ahead and subscribe.
that's one thing I love about y'all podcast. I, I listen to a lot of them. These are players that, at the end of the day, most people wouldn't even know about. Like, go listen to these players. They got dope stories. They are dope individuals. All of them not going to be top 10 players. At the end of the day, some of them might not even play college basketball. At the end of the day, but 